The following is a Barrett Sports Media production. There are two sides to the broadcast industry, content creators and money makers. This podcast is for that second group, sellers, buyers, managers, anyone with an interest in business. You're all welcome here. This is Seller to Seller. Now, here's your host, Jeff Cabes. Jeannie Marie Kondo is the president of Network Partnerships and chief revenue officer at Skyview Networks. Skyview is an audio technology company, if you did not know, in syndication and network audio sales solutions company in Scottsdale. They've been serving the broadcast space for more than 25 years, and they have 10,000 radio affiliate relationships. No wonder this woman is organized. Nationwide coverage reaching over half of everybody every week in our country. Jeannie Marie has been in media sales for 30 years, but for the last 26, she's been at Skyview Networks, moving the company from regional and sports sales focused uh, items covering Arizona and California to now an industry leading company whose services are utilized by major media companies, consumer brands, world-class entertainers, pro and collegiate sports organizations, and state news networks. It's a complicated company, in my opinion. Let's go back to that huge sale. I've got a lot of sports radio people listening here, and I know it was a long time ago, but mm-hmm. you made a huge sale at KTAR, and tell me how it went down. I'm sure you have. All right, absolutely. I think sometimes in sales, we get afraid of complicated, and Never be afraid of something that is hard or complicated. Go all in, get muddy, don't worry about falling down. And in this case, we had the, at the time, they were the Phoenix Cardinals, now the Arizona Cardinals. Right. Mr. Bidwell was bringing them to Phoenix. And we were driving major partnerships. That was our responsibility as this team was unfolding in the Valley. And one of those partnerships, I was fortunate enough to create from the ground up with some really key partners at KTR was with Safeway. And in Safeway, we had a really great guy that was also a specialist in the grocery industry. He was very helpful in helping me learn the language of the supermarket industry. He was really helpful in coaching me in how to navigate the space. Always a good thing if you have someone in the industry that can be your coach, Uh, So many industries now have their own language. And what we were able to do was go into Safeway and build a vendor program that was well over 100 vendors deep. And we set up a very simple three-tier layer program where the grocery store and Skyview, they would not only get radio units on air in the Cardinal game, but they would also get in-store activity. So whether it was a coffin display or an end cap and they got special uh, notation in the newspaper with price point, but we were able to build this into a heavy seven figure program. And this is way back Mm -hmm. many years ago. So you can imagine what kind of program that would leverage. And what we did is as we brought all these vendors on, we made it fun for them. And so we would rent, we had a, we have a hotel in town that's got an amphitheater and we would bring them all in and we would bring the coach and we would bring players. Yes. Yes. Remember that when, <laughs> when you made the business fun, remember that? Right. Day? Right. And uh, 
Yes. And so they would all gather in and, you know, we would have the program ready. They would have a folder when they went and sat down and they would know the three tiers and they would know their weeks ahead of times when their products really moved. And obviously the football season is the football season, right? You know, those sure. 16, 17 weeks. And so they would come down out of that amphitheater and just lay down their buy sheets, literally. And I would go back with a stack and then just start laying it all in. Let me ask and you a quick question. Quick question about this, because a lot of us have worked in these in these grocery store programs. Sure. You got the grocery store chain to give up what they have as the most valuable asset is shelf space, end caps, waterfalls. And so why did they do that? Because they also had to cut into the into the revenue. So ah. instead of them paying a massive, normally, right, it would cost them a fortune to be that big name sponsor and yes. have their name on everything. The program pretty much paid for all of it. So when you look at the dynamics of the revenue, don't think about just yourself or just KTAR. We right. thought about the Cardinals and Mr. Bidwell and what he was looking at for the team. And so we made the program work for all involved. And then we drove, drove, drove traffic into Safeways. Wow. We just owned it and nailed it. Really creative. All right, let me move in and on about your day-to-day -day business at Skyview and creating revenue and you know who you reach out to, what kind of opportunities, because we know there's a big menu. So. How do you organize all this? Well, first of all, align the businesses into elements and rows that make sense. Don't try to take them all on one at a time. Most, if your business, or even if you're a salesperson and you call on a hundred different accounts, mm -hmm. you still want to group them into areas that make sense so that you can do that work only five, six times over. So if we have influencers, I'll put all the influencers into one bucket and I'll work on programs that collectively they all benefit from and we can drive revenue. We'll put all our news into one bucket. We'll put all our music. We'll put all our sports. When you think about Skyview, we started with four leagues, NBA, NHL, NFL, MLB. And in all of that, we had only sports. But then Skyview kept growing mm -hmm. and we've grown to this massive level now. So organization planning, precise thinking is really critical. And so as you're aligning what's like, it allows you to tackle it from a strategic standpoint mm -hmm. to the greater gain of the financial assets on it. Let me ask you a question because you did spend some time in radio and we talk about those hundred accounts and the, and the account executives. Should they organize it by the assets like remotes or the stations or um, live reads, endorsements, or should they organize it by client categories? The answer is a sensitive one. You should always organize by category so that you become an expert in that category. But you need to be careful because clients like that privacy with you. They don't want to know that you're calling on three different air conditioning heating companies. Good point. But in the same breath, when you talk their language, when you understand their pain, when you understand their highs and you can relate to them, you become more important to them. And the more important you become to them, the greater the value you become to them as your partner. So absolutely set it up by category. And then when you set it up by category 
and you will pay more attention to that industry. You'll read more about that industry and you'll succeed financially. In that element, you will also know what the relatable audiences are that do well with that category. So in essence, it bundles and captures that audience as well. So if for the majority of, I'm using air conditioning and heating as an example. Sure, you are in Scottsdale, I think. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Mm -hmm. So in that category, we know that sports and news has a high, uh, high value because they get really high volume of calls when they participate in those mediums. So that expertise and knowing that that works well allows you to take it into a couple different air conditioning and heating companies successfully. Now they're naturally competing in their own universe. That's not anything that you can stop, but what you can do is help them succeed. And the more they succeed, the more that you succeed. I want to follow, up on, I want to follow up on the sensitivity in the industry categories. I think it's excellent point. Mm -hmm. I know some people hate exclusives. They don't want to sell just one car dealer and then move on. Uh, they, they want to sell several. So mm -hmm. in, the play, in the play by play environment, how do you handle that? Do you have an import? Do you have a domestic? I mean, do you split it up? Do you do you have a pregame and a postgame and you put somebody in play by play? What are your thoughts on taking category exclusivity? Nobody has the money for category exclusivity anymore. Nobody does. So what you do, if you're an MLB, you're going to give them three innings and you can have a domestic and an import all day long, but they'll each get three innings so that you properly separate them professionally handle this, remember, they're going to be listening. You need to take care of that. So if you're, whether you're NBA or NHL, dividing it in NHL by three different periods, four different quarters in NBA, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, find a way. The one thing they can't afford, but they want is ownership and any way that can be a branded exclusive experience without it costing. So the back into that. So if you can give them a piece Mm -hmm. a piece of a broadcast, let them have that and get that little bit of extra spend. Hmm. Good point. Now, when you look for great play-by-play -play sponsors, I'm sure you have some returning and, and, and heritage sponsors that you've had for years. But when you look at new categories, you know, what makes a great play-by-play -play sponsor? What are the characteristics of those kinds of companies that you look for? Well, first of all, don't sell yourself short and pinhole into just men and sports. Be very aware how this is changing in society with women right now. Mm -hmm. It is very much an adult audience and capture that and realize that you have a wide range of sponsors that you can be talking with. And inside that, that big audience and how you figure out who to call on and how to succeed and play-by-play -play sales, whether it doesn't matter whether it's in stadium and arena or on air, we're all trying to capture what makes sense. And what makes sense is when they get a return on their investment that they're happy with. Right. So when you're targeting, first of all, we have really opened up new categories that nobody is thinking about by simply watching the activity of what's on air and how we can bring that into the fold of sports. Pharmaceuticals, an example. There's a lot of pharmaceutical going on in the industry right now. They are spending a lot of money. We will look at recruitment. There's a lot of hiring companies that are very big and bold. 
The trick is to not come in so big and robust that you scare them out the door, but you have a way that they find a relationship with that audience. And there's nothing, nothing like the fan base. When you get those fans activated, oh my gosh, it, <laughs> it just rocks. It When those fans get excited about your client and they start reacting, you become a rock star in that sale. Okay, so you were at a panel at the Radio Inc. Uh, Master Sales Summit, and you were talking about planning and preparation and and how to get that done and how to get organized. And we don't probably have anywhere near the amount of time, you know, for you to give us all the tips of organization. But what are the first couple that come to mind when it comes to getting organized? You told us about organizing your list by category so that you learn about it. What about some others? You ready? Yeah. They're not going to like this too much. You work a year out. You plan one year out. You know every step you're going to take for the next 12 months, a year out. You think about those accounts. You think about the strategy. If you try to do this in a night, you will fail. But if you back up 12 months ago, this is where I want to be in 12 months. What is that going to take? Who do I need to talk to? How do I need to reach out? It could be from your number. You know your goal number. You know what number you want to hit in billing. Right. So that's in your line of sight. Now, how are you going to get there? If you, you need to give yourself a runway and then the further you give yourself, the more time you're going to nail it. Now, if you get hired tomorrow and your job starts in 60 days and your runway is only 60 days, you still have to think it out. You got to slow down. You got to put it together and put that roadmap together. And then what do you need? The second half of that is what do you need? And make sure that if you, whatever you need to build out and resources are getting very slim in most sales capacities. Most of it's on your own shoulders. If you have a creative team next to you, you're lucky, mm -hmm. utilize them. If you have an analytics team next to you, utilize them, but also give them a runway too. try to work so far out to say, here's the five things that I need to do well on these accounts. Can you get these to me by a reasonable date? Now you've started to fill all the lines in for you to succeed. The last thing you want to do is get that great appointment that you worked so hard for and then go in unprepared. And so take that time to back up, get prepared, read what you can. And there's no excuse anymore, right? right. There's everything online. There's LinkedIn. There's so many avenues to learn about the person that you're speaking with and to learn about their business, make sure you do your homework and give yourself that runway. Do you ever have uh, paralysis by analysis when you get overprepared and that, at that point you just feel like, you know what, I've got enough information. I've got the experience. I just got to go for it now. You want to go for it, but don't be arrogant. Never enter that room with arrogance that you're so good at your job. You can just nail this blind. Don't do it. You'll get caught. Mm -hmm. So do your homework. And instead of thinking of paralysis, think of relaxing. Mm -hmm. Think about, okay, I, I got ready for this. I'm ready. Mm -hmm. I'm ready. And then when you're relaxed, it allows you to be effective. You can just have a good time during that appointment. Make it a sounds like you've been around some shoot from the hip salespeople. <laughs> a little bit, but most, <laughs> of the shoot, most of the shoot from the hip salespeople don't make it either. So sometimes the last thing they sell is you. But the reality is, if, if you really get a good salesperson, they're also a thoughtful person. 
they can have a good time, but if, if you take an appointment for granted, you need to be careful. That isn't going to last very long. How much do you think the, the business of selling advertising and media has shifted from relationship to wherever else it is now? Or maybe you still think it's all relationship, but we know relationship sellers and how they want to do stuff. And we know what you're telling us about preparation and analytics and being prepared and having solutions and knowing pain points. And yeah, there's some relationship you need with that. But if you don't have that other stuff, I, I don't know, you know how friendly you want to be. 100% right. It has gone too far into the analytics and digital has given our CMO so much to look at that they mm -hmm. push for that analytic. Mm -hmm. Not, you and I both know nothing replaces relationships, nothing. But how do you get those? Right. So some of them come into your life because they've been there a long time or you've followed their career. Mm -hmm. They've moved businesses and you've been able to capitalize on that. You and I both know relationships are king. That is the most important thing because what comes with that? Trust. When there's a good relationship, they trust what you're saying and there's nothing that replaces that. But how do you get that? How do you build that relationship? You're calling on them for the first time. If you've got that relationship, I think this, the simple answer to that is that you have to keep earning it. You don't take it for granted and you keep earning and you work hard for them. But if it's a new relationship, watch for their personality traits that still exists in society today. Are they more a numbers person or do they like to just go for a beer and have a good time? Right. You still have, you still have to watch for that. And they need, you know, part of relationships is that they enjoy being with you. Yeah. So you can't be all numbers and run half the people out of the room. They may just want to have a beer and be fun, but in the end, they're going to probably tap your shoulder for some numbers mm -hmm. just to polish it up. It sounds so, like the, the difference is we need to be flexible to these four different types of folks rather than what we may have seen quite a bit of slapping them on the back and taking them to games and having beers. Oh, come on. You want to do this, don't you? And, you know, that that's an old school way of looking at it. And right. You can do that. But I promise you, there'll be a moment that they tap your shoulder and say, OK, I got to give numbers to my boss. <laughs> I think this is a great idea. I want to do it. But now help me look good. So as long as you find a balance. I don't think there's any one corner that you should be sitting in all the time. Mm -hmm. In sales, you know, the famous thing in sales is where should we all be? We should always be in the middle. Right. You never want to be too analytical, too fast at something, too, you know, colorful and flowery. You just got to sit in that middle place and let your personality come second. Because in the middle, the most important part of our job is to bring comfort. We want them to be comfortable working with us. We want them to trust us. And then we'll gain that relationship through that experience. Help us come into your world for a minute, because my last question is about there's a certain level of executive who has the same 24 hours I do. You've got the same that I do. Sure. But you've got partners, assistants, associates, specialists. I mean, somebody helped set this meeting up. You called another guy to help us get it even further. You you were prepared. You said, okay, I, this, this will happen in 120 seconds. So <laughs> how do you organize yourself so that for some people, like Mark McCormick, you're always closing. You know, you always want to be closing. How do you organize it with a team? How do you do this? For me, my style, 
yes. is I asked for uh, some data that is reported into me on Friday afternoons as everyone's mm -hmm. signing off. And it's just your typical stuff, everybody. It's your, where are they at in their sales numbers? Where are they at in how their week went, et cetera. I do start work. I know a lot of people won't like this, but it's the truth. I start work every Sunday at three o'clock, three o'clock. And I am at my desk and I am completely organizing my week, 100%. Now, some people prefer to do that Monday mornings, but for me, at the volume I'm at, at the millions and millions and millions of dollars running through this company yes. that has all been built from $1, I start Sunday at three o'clock. I work till six o'clock. I have the whole week organized. I know exactly where I'm going every minute of the week. I know all the pain points. I know everything that I need to have the minute I start. And then I'll go and have dinner with my family. And then I might go back and look at one or two things. But in that quiet, precious time, I will look over everything. And when I walk in Monday, I try to be the most prepared person in the room. I know every point and everywhere it's turning. So for me, I've been doing that for 30 years. Wow. For me, I need that. I need that quiet time or it's chaos because sales can be chaos with everything coming at you. So that's, that's my tool. That's how I personally do it. And for some people, that's leadership. Somebody has um, to have a roadmap, right? Well, my team knows when I walk in Monday, keep up. We're going. <laughs> We're flying. So get there. Either get by my side and walk down that football field shoulder to shoulder or step out. Wow. Well, I wish we had more time. Uh, we could mm -hmm. all learn so yeah. much from you. And I, I sincerely appreciate it. And we just touched on some of the things Skyview's does give me just a a snapshot we talked about play-by-play -play and in college and in and influencers just give us a rundown of everything skyview is doing everything skyview is doing well, oh selling, you're selling a lot of different things <laughs> we are you know at the end of the day everybody we have the largest u.s platform in the united states for audio as you had said there's over 10,000 stations at skyview we are almost 30 years old in that capacity, we work with the biggest and the best in the industry. And inside all those stations, we have all these news clients, all the music, news weather traffic, the influencers. We're all audio driven, both on a terrestrial or streaming, a digital capacity, but all of it's audio based. I will leave with one little nugget. And the one little nugget I will tell you is that Skyview success we have had a blazing trail of success the last particular seven years. It's extraordinary to me how many of the networks that we work with, and we work with the biggest and the best in the industry, tell me that the reason they came to Skyview and stay is the level of care that they receive. This industry is losing its touch on caring for its clients. We are extremely devoted. Every single Monday, they get 15 minutes with us to just go over how their business profile looks. Then we work with them throughout the week. But that attention and care that they receive every week from us, they tell us there's nothing like that in the industry. And so when you find something golden, like just caring for your clients, going that extra mile, it shouldn't stand out the way it does, but it sure seems to.
Teeny Marie Kondo. You can find more information about her on LinkedIn. Rate, review, and pass this pod along, please. You can write me at jeffkays54 at gmail.com. Topics are great. Conversations are great. Just tell me what you'd like to hear. Reach out to me if you're in Flower Mound or in the Dallas area. Check out my articles at Sports Radio Sales uh, at barrettsportsmedia.com.